Hello, I'm Lyanne and this is Bariatric Yarns, where we talk all things weight loss surgery with a diverse range of guests and the occasional guest co-host. Bariatric Yarns is here to support destigmatizing bariatric surgery, advocate for feeling good in our bodies and minds, and to provide a safe space for others to talk about the truths of weight loss surgery. We bring you thoughts, ideas, experiences, but we don't bring you medical advice or prescriptions, so please seek that elsewhere. Let's start our bariatric yarn for today. All right, this is our second go. Second attempt. Uh, welcome to Bariatric Yarns. I'm doing a bit of an off-the-cuff episode today. Um, I'm currently in my second uh, full lockdown, which is don't leave the house essentially unless it's for uh, groceries. And I thought, why not try and do more episodes? So I have already recorded season one, and I'm slowly releasing those episodes each week. But I thought, why not some short and sharp kind of um, nice ones to release as well? Because for some people, there isn't much else to do at the moment. So it is Saturday here. Um, And to be completely honest... I'm meant to be studying right now and I think this is a very, uh, <sighs> this is this is procrastination right here. Um, my creative brain is telling me go and make a podcast instead of sitting down and studying. So here we are. Um, I asked some uh, questions on my bariatric hands Instagram the other day. What do people want to hear if I was to record an episode and I had some really great answers. I'm not actually going to answer those questions right now because I've got a podcast scheduled this afternoon with a special guest who is going to come on and we are going to um, answer all of the questions. Might not be the right answers, but we'll give it a crack. Uh, But I thought this morning I would just do a little recording about uh, something that I haven't actually shared at all on my Instagram because I felt like, you know, maybe it was a little bit controversial um sorry I have a bit of hay fever and my nose just started running um yeah so (laughs) that must be so disgusting and I'm not editing any of this out so any of the episodes I do here on going forward I'm really going to try hard not to edit because I just don't have the time (laughs) I'm so sorry okay please go please go away runny nose so what I'm going to talk about today is the virtual gastric Band. Now, this really isn't something that I had been aware of for a long time, but all of a sudden, um, recently, it kind of kept coming up in conversations. Now, what the virtual gastric band is, um, let me just open my phone so I can read it properly. Basically, it's accessing Uh, It's kind of like hypnotherapy to access the subconscious and make yourself believe that your stomach has been shrunk to the size of a golf ball. That's what the virtual gastric band uh, procedure is. Now there's lots of people who are trained to perform this procedure on people. Um, How it came up for me was like actually just through a conversation somebody I was talking to online who was thinking about um, actually is saving for weight loss surgery and wanted to try um, the virtual gastric band process first 
Um, from what I can tell, price-wise, it seems to be around like eight fifty upwards, depending on who you go to. And it takes about four sessions. And there's there's a few things that you have to do. So how did I come across the virtual gastric band? Right, I've already had weight loss surgery. I had my uh, gastric sleeve in December 2019. Well, I have been working with um, Healthy Minds New Zealand, which is a company based down in Christchurch that do some amazing work with people um, using you know various different techniques. And I've been seeing uh, Imelda, who I kind of refer to as my coach slash counsellor. Um, and the reason I started going to see her was because... Um, I'd say it was about March or April this year, I really started to struggle uh, feeling really overwhelmed with life and work and I felt like I was just kind of on the edge and about to, to kind of hit that tipping point and start to, you know, see a bit of a decline in my mental well-being. In hindsight, that had already started to happen, but um, like I just knew... I was kind of getting to a point where um, things were probably going to progressively get, get worse. So I, um, interestingly enough, at the same time, I was really trying hard to learn more about intuitive and mindful eating, uh, which is something that I've started to pursue post weight loss surgery. About the one year mark, um, I was on Instagram looking at hashtags and stuff around intuitive and mindful eating and honestly I felt like I'd just found my people and come home because it was all about honoring your body, trusting your body, showing it respect, um, unlearning diet culture and kind of building from there and I just, the, everything about it felt right for me. So I'd started myself trying to go this, through this process of unlearning diet culture and really examining where some of the beliefs I have come from around what should I look like what should I weigh um and it yeah it was it was quite a shock to realize you know I think we have something like 70,000 thoughts a day random number could be completely off there but it's a lot we have a lot of thoughts a day um I think it's even higher than that should I google it just so nah nah I can't be bothered um and yeah I started to notice I hadn't consciously noticed before that a lot of my thoughts were um, guilt around food, guilt around not exercising, just guilt in general. I just actually felt bad a lot of the time for how I was living, um, how I looked, how much I weighed, what I was doing wrong, what I wasn't doing um, to the best of my ability, what I wasn't doing at all, what I was doing. Like it, it, it really was endless. I just had this little kind of voice in my head that was always telling me basically that I was a bit useless. Um, so I went to a friend of mine who's a dietitian and said, actually, firstly, I tried myself online to find uh, dietitians or nutritionists that specialise in mindful intuitive eating because I was very aware I've had surgery. I have some, um, I have to be aware of the fact that I already can't consume much food and I need to make sure I'm looking after myself. So one, I wanted to have someone help me guide, guide me through that process just to make sure that, you know, I wasn't going to end up getting sick. Um, two, I felt like I'd done all the work that I could uh, in, that, in that space and I needed some guidance on some next steps. You know, how do I really get to this point where um, I do trust my body 
and um, you know I'm not just feeling like shit about what I what I eat or don't eat or blah 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 anymore um, so I've reached out to a few people online that keep coming up over and over these big names um, New Zealand based and sadly no one got back to me so I ended up talking to a friend um, who was a dietitian who actually had done her training in intuitive and mindful eating um, we could talk about it all day but because we're um, good friends I, I you know it wasn't a good fit for me to be a client of hers uh, but she did recommend someone that she um, would quite often send people to if she felt like uh, they were coming to her and it was more on the mind side of things rather than you know really having to get into the nuts and bolts of nutrition and dietetics so or if she had if she you know didn't have the capacity she'd kind of send people um, this way and that was to Healthy Minds NZ which is based in Christchurch so I just went on their website and did an inquiry Within that day, I'd been sent a time to have a free catch-up, and that was with Amalda, who was one of the um, amazing people there. So she's based down in Christchurch, and we had a, a Zoom session, and it was meant to be 30 minutes, and I think it ended up being closer to 90 minutes, because I, we were just, actually, I just found everything she was saying quite fascinating. Um, and from there... Um, I was actually, I ended up signing up for a six month coaching block. Um, what we started doing was letting go of feelings, so emotions, letting go of emotions that um, I'd never really processed and let work through. And the reason why that was, it meant every time I got angry, I wasn't just like angry about that one thing now, I was angry, bringing all the anger with me from my past. So we got rid of um, like anger, hurt, guilt, shame, depression, sadness, anxiety. Um, and I started to instantly see a change in myself and in my happiness. And so did people around me, uh, including my husband. And then we moved on to limiting beliefs, which we're still kind of working on at the moment. You know, the I am not enough. I don't deserve to be successful. Um... There's been quite a few, um, and the most recent one, oh, so I always get the short end of the stick, and that how she kind of drills down onto which limiting beliefs you need to work through is through the language that you use when you talk and when you tell stories, um, and those were the themes that have been coming up ever since the first time we started having our conversations. Things aren't fair. Um, there was a lot in that space and yeah anyway it's been amazing uh, the last couple of sessions that I'd had with her I said you know I think about weight loss right so I had weight loss surgery in um, December 2019 I lost about 43 kilos right now I'm probably at 38 kilos down from my heaviest weight so I had put a couple of kilos on that, not a huge deal to me, but um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm able to do things like, you know, quick coffee. I can stop doing a lot of things quite easily, but how come I just find it so hard to get into a rhythm of eating things that make me feel good? Because um, I know I've gotten better 
in terms of just through this coaching process and since surgery I now know when I'm eating for physical hunger and when it's head hunger and a lot of the time it is it is head hunger um there are certain foods I've, I actively avoid now like actually not just I know I shouldn't but I don't which is like bacon used to be my absolute favorite food in the world um but I I knew every time I ate bacon I'd get a really upset sore stomach so I stopped I've stopped eating bacon and I've tested it a couple of times in the last few weeks and it still upsets my tummy never in my life would I've ever thought that I was going to stop eating bacon um that was kind of like a to the to the death thing for me but <laughs> that's okay I have stopped eating bacon so I'm talking about you know why can I make these changes really easily in these spaces but then when it comes down to it I feel like you know maybe I still overeat or there are times when I eat and I don't feel great but I kind of keep going or, or whatever I'm still choosing foods that make me not feel great like um full fat dairy hot chocolate or whatever it is um and I said to her you know I'd been to this weight loss surgery workshop and I've said you know eating three times a day I'm oh, sorry it's a bit of a hiccup something I don't know what that was eating three times a day is one of the keys for long-term success for surgery and this is coming from a bariatric nurse who has many many years in the game and had thousands of clients worked alongside thousands of bariatric patients so she also talked about you know being able to actually feel hunger which was something that pre-surgery a lot of us probably never experienced because we probably ate a lot all the time um well actually not everyone I know not it was certainly my experience I ate a lot all the time I still to this day like being hungry is like my biggest fear so and I don't know if that's like I feel like that was just born into me I don't know um yeah so I what did I do this is going to happen throughout I am going to forget what I was talking about yeah so I'm talking to Imelda my my coach and just saying like why is it so difficult for me to just eat three times a day because I've just been snacking all the time um I that week that I talked to her I'd managed to go the week with only snacking you know after dinner which is the hardest one for me to break in not snacking throughout the day which was like a big deal and I realized I don't actually even get hungry between meals when I eat decent food um which was a which was a bit of a revelation for me because I'd been eating you know morning tea afternoon tea all that kind of stuff grazing grazing really badly so I realized oh actually if I eat a decent breakfast, I won't be hungry till lunch. And if I eat a decent lunch, I won't be hungry till dinner. Um, and actually starting to tune in to like when I feel hungry. So she said, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but why don't we, there is something that we could look at doing that might help you with this. And that is um, the virtual gastric band, which they're trained to do. So I'm not going to go too in depth um, into how exactly they are oh, the exact step-by-step -step process this is just going to be a high level overview because um yeah to be honest it's it's not my information to share this was just something that was given to me as part of my coaching but essentially you have four se coaching sessions 
and um, each of those times you do uh, visualization and basically guided hypnosis um, and there's eight golden rules that you have to follow for success so the the first one was that I had to buy something new and this was a psychological technique um, called the law of concentrated attention and basically it's all about behaving in a way like you already have it and there, there's a lot of visualization that comes in with this across the, the time so I went out um, because I didn't have anything at that point I stopped you know that concept of buying things that you can't fit and trying to fit into them a long time ago because it just ended up with me having a whole lot of clothes that I never ended up fitting <laughs> um, but I went to Kmart because I didn't want to spend lots of money and I brought a size pair of um, <laughs> size 12 pair of jeans because at the time I was like I just want to be a size 12 I got given a, a recording that I had to listen to once a day, which I would do at night time, and it was, uh, I think, 14-minute visualization talking about um, reinforcing, you know, the reasons why you're wanting to get to a certain size or feel a certain way or, you know, what is it, and then imagining that you are it, and then a whole you know reinforcing the not being able to eat much your stomach is has been banded all that kind of stuff um it's really reinforcing the sessions that you you have each week um the third thing was to eat slowly and consist consciously the fourth to stop eating as soon as you feel comfortable the fifth only eat three small meals a day the sixth um take your multivitamins seven drink lots of water and eight was exercising for at least 30 minutes a day and the reason why I think it was suggested to me to do this was because actually a lot of the things on that list were things that I was striving to do. But the most interesting thing that kind of happened was I had the one session and, um, you know, I had to, we had to really dive deep into the, the why behind why I wanted to lose more weight. And all that I could think of, because... It, I didn't feel like it was about aesthetics for me, but for me it's things like, you know, wanting to get better at sports. Essentially right back to the reason why I chose to get weight loss surgery, which was about improving um, mobility, being faster, being fitter, being stronger, all that kind of stuff. Um, that was kind of, kind of my reasoning behind wanting to um, go from a size 16 to a size 12. As soon as we kind of did that session and I started listening to the the recordings and the recording wasn't specifically made for me but it's made, well I don't think it is but um, I don't think it is because I've had other recordings made for me across this process and they usually include my name um, and this one doesn't. I think it's just a generic one that everyone gets that goes through this process. Um, was There were just some things in it and this is values kind of thing for me that just didn't like sit right and it wasn't because of what was in there what I realized was it was because actually I don't believe that I need to be a size 12 to achieve these goals that I'm saying that I want to achieve so there was one line in particular uh, that 
would make me cringe every time I heard it and that was um, that you know just remember nothing feels as good as slim feels or no nothing tastes as good as slim feels and if you heard the entire recording you know it kind of fits in there and, and it makes sense but it just triggered me every time because I just don't believe that statement and there were a few other things in there that I just didn't believe and so I started this process thinking oh this is going to be interesting is it going to help me just eat three times a day stop snacking increase my water you know exercise every day I really am big on visualization is this going to be kind of what it is that helps me stick with my habits really it was more about the mind side of it for me than it was about pretending that I'd had a virtual gastric band but it sounds really fucking weird considering this since I already have had surgery before right I couldn't even quite grasp the concept of going well I've already got a small stomach and I'm going to band it even more so I didn't even believe that right at the beginning probably which was which was a hindrance to the process so I had one session and then it really um, I started listening to the recording but it really forced me to look at the reasons why I was pursuing more weight loss and I honestly, just one day, uh, we went down to Auckland. We went to the All Blacks experience because we were going to the All Blacks match. This had already been on my mind. And uh, we went and they have all the player profiles there. And I was looking at some of the Black Ferns and I was looking at the positions that they play in rugby. So I play prop and hooker. And I was looking at their weights because it's all listed there in their profiles. And I realized that there's a prop that's 90 kilos in the Black Ferns. Pip Love, she's awesome. Um, all, there's props all the way from 90 kilos up to 131 kilos, I think. And then the hookers kind of sat um, on the lower side of that, but still in the, in the 90s. Um, and I realized, like, I, last time I jumped on the scale, I was 101.6. Um, I still want to play rugby. That's a big, big goal for me next year. And I thought, I, feel, I had this idea in my head that I need to be a certain weight to reach a certain level of fitness. But actually, you know, when it does come to rugby, there are certain positions where, you, you know, having the, the weight on you is, more, is beneficial. It helps you to be able to do your role that you need to do on the field. So if these guys are at, you know, elite athlete, you know, playing for the Black Ferns and, and they're at that weight and able to achieve their goals because they'll be set some pretty high targets, then what's stopping me from um, improving my fitness at this weight and, and all the rest of it? At the end of the day, my ultimate goal in life is to feel good in my body and mind. That doesn't mean a certain weight. That literally means I wake up refreshed. I don't have a sore stomach. I, you know, choose foods that make me feel good. I move my body and do things that I love to do. I drink lots of water, which helps with everything in life, including pooping. Um, you know, I just do things that fill my cup. That, to me, is the, the end goal. And it really doesn't matter what I weigh to achieve that. Um, so after that, literally sitting at the All Blacks game, this is mull mulling it through my brain, I was like, you know, all I've 
all my life I've been trying to lose weight. I had weight loss surgery, I lost a, a significant amount of weight. And then I felt like not good enough because I didn't lose it all. I didn't get down to a size 10 or 12 and there was nothing else left to lose. That, that didn't happen for me. And I felt guilty about that because, you know, I didn't follow all the rules that I was told to follow. Uh, I, I, I thought some of them were a bit stupid half the time, to be honest, and I didn't think it was realistic which in turn ended up meaning that I didn't lose a whole lot of weight or maybe was I meant to, was I not, is this where my body wants to stop, who knows. But since I have have uh, stopped losing weight, all I, sorry that's my dog barking at someone, sorry, um, all I've concentrated on again is losing weight and even when I started to embrace you know, mindful eating, intuitive eating, um, there was a period where I stopped actively trying to pursue weight, but it kind of, what seems to happen is, you know, I'm trying to improve in that space and it's a long journey. It's going to take years to undo diet culture. It took me years to get mind washed into into that, like 30 years. Um, I get, you know, I'll get into a bit of a funk and it, and it comes down to doing all of my wellbeing things where I haven't been exercising, I've just been eating shit foods that don't make me feel good and I feel like oh, a fat fuck essentially and then I'm like oh well I need to lose weight because that's the answer and this is just a pattern that I've been in my entire life like losing weight is always the answer so I realized fuck I don't actually need to lose any more weight to achieve my ultimate goal of feeling good in my body I really don't mind the way, aesthetically, I don't mind the way that I look. I can buy the clothes that I want. I can dress the way that I want. And when I am wearing my favorite clothes, I feel like a boss. Um, yeah, like, I realize that my dream isn't to be a size 12. It's just something that I've been my whole life trying to achieve, you know, being normal. And that's what I thought is normal is fitting into one of those mainstream sizes that you know most of my I feel like most of my friends would be so um I made the decision then and there that I am not actively pursuing weight loss does that mean I haven't sat on the couch for the last two nights holding on to my stomach wishing I, that kind of wasn't there no it's not gonna stop any of that stuff from happening overnight um, it also doesn't mean that I'm instantly going to be eating in a way that really serves my body and my mind either because that's still something that I have to work on but I swear I just felt this instant release this weight off my shoulders to go you don't have to pursue weight loss you can just pursue whatever fucking goals you want that aren't weight related and you can achieve them you don't have to be 70 kilos to get there. Yes, I did eventually want skin loss, uh, skin surgery, skin removal surgery. That's something that, like even now, you know, I'd love to still be, have the option to get. That's That would require me to have a lower BMI or lower body fat percentage than I currently have. But that's kind of a nice to have, not a reason why I want to drive myself to be a certain weight just so I can obtain the 
surgery. Um, yeah, that's like, you know, it would be cool if I could do it, but I'm not going to put myself through the ringer to get there. Um, because I don't think, I don't think achieving that goal is going to trump achieving the goal of actually just fucking feeling good in the morning when I wake up. Or most of the time. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is where the story really, people thought the story was going. But, I did one session with the Virtual Gastric Band. Um, and then I let my um, counsellor coach know that I've decided through the process that I really am not trying to pursue weight loss. So we have had one session since then and we, we didn't do uh, the, you know, the second of the four sessions. But... Um, she did say that continuing on with the recording, um, which funnily enough, like I did continue on listening to the recording because it would make me go to sleep at night, which I have trouble with, um, would help me with, with the snacking and, and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to keep on with that and keep on the visualizing. And I think the eight golden rules, there's some good stuff in there. It's kind of, um, you know, good life stuff. But yeah, the virtual gastric band wasn't for me because uh, ultimately I just don't believe deep down that I need to lose any more weight um, or I don't have a huge drive to. Uh, but I do know other people who have used it and managed to lose 5, 10 kilos from it. Um, I guess the, the only thing I would say is just to you know, just make sure that it's really something that you're you're wanting and really be clear on the why going into it and what benefits are that you're wanting to get out of your weight loss. But um, for me, I mean, I'm glad that I gave it a go because it made me really get clear on the fact that weight loss isn't something that's not a priority for me anymore. Um, and the only, I feel like the only way for me to feel like I can just enjoy life and get on with life is to let go of just trying to lose weight because, you know, it's been a year since I've really lost any weight and, um, I feel like I've just been waiting, like, once I lose weight, then I'll do X. And once, you know, once I'm a size 12, I can buy that jacket. And once I'm a blah, 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 I can do this or that. But it's just become quite limiting, I guess. So, I don't know if that was helpful for anyone. <laughs> But I kind of just wanted to document my uh, story looking into getting the virtual gastric band um, because it's, you know, if you're saving up or you're considering surgery, then I wouldn't say it was an option that I would ever rule out. Um, I did talk with uh, Amaru about it and she said that they, I think when it first kind of came out, they did it, they did it quite a bit with with uh, clients and then they realized well actually there's there's some sound logic in doing the 
limiting beliefs and the releasing of emotions, all that kind of work first because um, a lot of the time it's those things that are driving our behaviours around food. So I was in a good position to, to do it because I have, have done a lot of the um, emotional and limiting beliefs work but um, I think usually they like to work with people on that stuff before they go down the route of the uh, VGB. So yeah, um, that was my experience with the virtual gastric band. Um, yeah, if, if you're interested in, in knowing more, then yeah, do some research. There seems to be quite a bit out there. Um, again, it's not it's not a cheap option. It's a lot cheaper than uh, real surgery, but um, I'd say for some people, they've probably had some great success. Um, again, just reminding you that I just think you probably need to be in a good mindset and have some really clear motivations as to why you're going into it rather than purely wanting to look or, or weigh a certain amount. Anyway, I'm going to sign off there. I am recording again this afternoon uh, with a good friend, so I'll probably release that one tomorrow. I'm going to release this one right now, because why not? Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to uh, getting some feedback on this. Thank you for listening to this week's Bariatric Yarn. If you have a weight loss surgery story or conversation you think needs to be heard, get in touch with us on Instagram at Bariatric Yarns. As always, we appreciate you for listening wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for being part of the change.